You are listening to the Legal Community Podcast, hosted by Guy Remond and Dave Zampano, powered by Guider. Guider provides self-service online legal documents supported by your local attorney. Fast, affordable, and in your own time. For more information and resources, please visit guider.legal and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Legal Community Podcast. I'm Lisa Rozier, joined with Guy Riemann and Dave Zampano with special guest Bill Bloom today, who is a host of Retire As You Desire with Bloom Financial. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you all for having me. This is such a treat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being on the other end, usually you're the one hosting the podcast, right? You know, I love doing that. It's fun because I learn <laughs> so much and, you know, get really great golden boulders. I don't believe in little things, no little nuggets. I like big old golden boulders of information from people. So hopefully I could deliver that for your listeners today. That's awesome. Well, you know, you know, Bill, our listeners, we're the legal community podcast. So lawyers are a unique breed, but you could probably understand them a little more than most because you're in the financial services industry, at least for lawyers in the estate planning world or that part part of the practice. You're very successful in your practice. You work with other financial professionals to help them become successful. And most importantly, you work with consumers and helping them become successful so they can retire as they desire. How do you see those things that you do in a day-to-day life apply to lawyers and what they do in their day-to-day life? Day-to-day life. I think it's all about understanding a couple of things is what does it actually mean for someone to become successful? When you're dealing with the law, when you're dealing with money, when you're dealing with really anything from a consumer to consumer business, you have to understand what they want. And that's why planning from an estate standpoint, so incredibly important. And when you dissect someone's money and understand what's important to them, truly where they want it to go and how to actually free up their time, That's the important thing. So when you do the estate planning, when you do the money planning, freeing people up is really the key. And Guy, we would be remiss if we can bring technology into this, right? Because the Legal Community Podcast focuses uh, on the technology aspect. And so Guy, you've done a lot of work with I in bringing technology to the forefront to enable, to break down those barriers between those people providing the services and those people needing the services. Yeah, I think I think one of the key things that is constantly evolving is people's expectations and people's expectations back in the early days of the internet were, were, were really low. They were happy if they clicked on a link and it worked and they could read what was said on it. You know, you, you kind of fast forward, I don't know, 30 years or whatever it is now, and people's expectations are, are, are so different from technology. They expect it to work. They expect it to look good if it's a physical device. They expect it to be quick. They expect it to be intuitive and simple to use. So people's expectations of, of technology have, have you know seriously moved on and businesses have to be aware of that. And you know it's not good enough nowadays having a service or a, particularly an online service that just doesn't hit the mark. You stand out a mile. And one of the the kind of the key gripes from people nowadays is usability. People want to consume as many services as possible sat on their couch with a mobile phone because that's what they're used to. You know, kids now that I'm amazed at some of my friends' kind of grandkids, and they might be two years old, but they 
intuitively use technology. And when something doesn't do something they're expecting, they kind of call it out, even at that kind of age. So yeah, businesses have to be absolutely on top of technology. Not only uh, technology that runs helps them run their business, because you can really make massive efficiency gains by having the right technology in place in terms of running your business, but also in how they offer their some of their services as technology. And you know, as, as you're aware, Dave, as a lawyer, certain legal services now have been digitized and people's expectations are that they can do some of the basic legal stuff now on the mobile phone on a couch. You know, we we work with them. Um, insurance companies many years ago, and I think it was probably eight years ago, this price comparison site that worked with insurance, 50%, it was a tipping point. It was the first year that 51% of people used a mobile device to access their services. I think that's a great lead back to you, Gail. You're in a personal relationship business. You connect with the consumers. You're helping them deal with money. They're most sensitive area, right? That's their safety net. And how have you handled the shift of technology and still be able to maintain relationships? Well, technology during the pandemic has been my best friend. And it's been my best friend for my clients as well. Everyone, I think I've only done 13 in-person meetings during this whole stretch. I've been doing hardly anything besides picking up checks in person. And during the pandemic, I've created another technology company. So talking about tech, this is incredible because I could see a collaboration between what we're doing here and, yeah. and Guider. So this is fun. You know, the one thing that I've, I've seen in the financial world that you can automate your investing, you can track your spending, but there hasn't been a tool yet where you set up your goals, where you actually understand where your money could go to help you achieve your goals faster, and then actually implement that for you. And that's what my company is actually doing. It's called Diane Money. So it's going to be a one-stop shop to do all the think work for you because I'm introducing artificial intelligence to do the math, to do the thinking. If you have it right on your phone, like what Guy said, it's an incredible opportunity, just like what you've done with Guider, where you could do it in person. You can go see someone. You could do a hybrid. I mean, you have to give the consumer options. You have to make it easy. I mean, my two and a half year old, my wife and I, we got a little guy. He knows how to use the iPad. He knows how to scroll. He knows how to use YouTube. If you could make things so simple that a kiddo could figure it out, that's a game changer. Then you have something. So that's what I see the future being from a I think standpoint. that goes back to your point, Guy, about the change in the next 10 years might be more, you say it over and over, than last 50 years. And I think for our lawyers listening and for us, what's the message to ourselves around this, Guy and Bill? Well, first of all, you know the, the the concept bill that you have just described is you know is absolutely the way things should be going. So I think you'll be right at the forefront of that. So uh, look forward to seeing that. Congratulations on the idea because having a computer to help you help inform the decisions. Actually, I think that's what some of these things are. They help inform decisions. Is absolutely the you know the right right way forward. So yeah, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, this, this idea came to fruition sitting in a 10X session with Dan Sullivan right before the pandemic started. We were like one of the last groups to have an in-person session. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, I have time. My business has never been more efficient. 
And this is advice for everyone. Like, take the time to take the risk. You guys did it with Guider. You've done it with well, other know, companies. Go ahead. You just said a huge word, Bill, that I think people want, but they don't know how to get it. And that's the word efficiency. That's how I built my company lawyer's purpose was, how did I make my law practice super efficient? And how it was, was I read the E-Myth. I remember reading the E-Myth in 1999. Anyone who has not read the E-Myth by Michael Gilbert, I recommend highly you do. But I was in a coaching program at the time, and every quarter we met, and it seemed like years would go by, and you know, everybody would be still talking about the E-Myth. I did something very different after I read the book. I started implementing the E-Myth. I started building systems with, okay, I remember every quarter I was identifying three systems to build. The first one I built was how do I do intake, right? How do I make sure an intake, the person doing the intake gets all the right information and then sets them in the right path, the next step, right? So one of the things I always talk about is process versus systems, right? The process I've always identified is the steps you need to achieve a goal, right? So the process is step one, you do this, step two, you do this, step three, you do this, step four, you do this. The system is, how do you get from step one to step two to step three to step four? What information are you gathering along the way? And what is it telling you in the to how to adapt in the future steps? Now, I've been doing that for 25 years now, building systems. But what technology has done now, I mean, obviously, we brought our systems to the cloud in 2013. We were the first national legal organization to do that. And it's all about efficiency, isn't it? And that's really what, what technology, I think, is going to all businesses, whether we're in the financial services business, the legal business, or even the technology business. Technology is speeding up and shortening the expectations people have. I think I've said this on a podcast before. I heard a gentleman speak, Scott Blanford, I'm sorry. He spent his, you know, his career in the financial services industry. And he said a statement that I found so powerful. He said, today, people don't want to talk to you until they want to talk to you. And that's really what technology is doing. And now you're adding AI in, that artificial intelligence that, that does the thinking way faster than we can. Right. And really what it comes down to is relationship and trust with us. What do you guys say about that? I mean, I think that's everything. If you don't have trust, you don't have a business. It doesn't matter what sector you're in, what company you have. And with technology, there is always that, that barrier of trust. I mean, I'm the rookie here. Like this is my first technology. You guys are much more advanced than I am, but as a millennial, on the higher end of the millennials, <laughs> um, but you you need to have that 250 bit encryption. You need to have that communication to tell them we're going to put these things in place to try and protect you. To try to right, nothing's ever perfect, but there's ways to do things better. And I think if you have that going into your development and you go slow, and you go steady, and you do the right things, you don't rush. Because when you rush, you're going to have issues. I think that's how you build that successful trust factor, and you build your business that way. Guy, what do you think? Well, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, you start that statement with trust is everything. And, and it absolutely is. You've got to, you've got to make sure that the, the data is protected through you know, the encryption you mentioned, and through good practice. And, you know, Sure, as you're building the system, you'll you'll know about pe- things like penetration testing, where you've got people who know how to break these systems, having a go at breaking your system and feeding back to you to make sure that you've got everything covered from you know as, as much as you you know humanly possible. Well, well, you know, you guys have, have been talking. I was thinking that there 
there are certain sectors that are really quite far advanced from a, a technical viewpoint. And there are other sectors that what I consider to be quite far behind. And actually financial services, I think there's a pretty healthy ecosystem of fintech companies. When you've got a name for it, right, that ends in tech, you know there's an ecosystem kind of being built for that sector. So health tech, biotech, fintech. And we're beginning now to hear about legal tech. And that, well, you know, the thing I found, Bill, and I don't know if you found this in the, in the, you're finding this in the fintech world is that, you know, there are business owners who are, they almost don't want to use technology. They almost don't want to learn about what the technology will offer them and how it can benefit from them. And then there's, you know, at the other end of the scale, there's the sort of the entrepreneurial business owners who absolutely get the importance of technology. So, you know, I just wondered actually what your message would be to you know, the lawyers out there, because, you know, this is a legal community podcast. Mm-hmm. In terms of adoption of technology and the realization that technology is sweeping through every sector and it is going to have an impact on every sector, what's your message to the people that perhaps not the entrepreneurial lawyers, but the, the, the normal lawyers that you know, are running a business that might have some, some basic tech and they might offer some, they might have a website, you know, I'd, I'd really be interested to hear that because I think with the same message you're giving out to the financial services world, I suspect. I think you don't want to be left behind. I think both worlds are changing, not quickly because the way things have been done have been done for over a hundred years. It's sort of like the stone age, slow. There's a lot of regulation in both of our worlds as well. So that needs to be addressed. But if you don't have a bigger and better vision for your future, right? If you don't have, I want to grow my business. I want new clients. I want to have new capabilities. Then you're going to be left behind. And I don't care what industry you're in. It doesn't matter. My wife and I just had our bathroom redone and our contractor doesn't accept credit cards. And I'm thinking it's 2022. Like, how is that possible? Like, I'm not writing you a check for this. That's going on my card. And they don't do that. And I see things like that as little as it may be and how easy it is to do credit card payments. You're left behind. I mean, I'm sure there's still some legal practices that may only take checks. They don't take credit card payments. I bet that's something that is just astonishing to me. So understanding where you want to go and where your bigger and better future could be You need to open your mind to that and open up your mind to making your processes a lot more efficient, simpler, and realize that there's a better opportunity for your end user at the end of the day. And that's why you should embrace that. You know, Bill, you you said that word regulation. I don't think there's (laughs) more regulatory than the financial services industry, the legal industry, and the banking. Those three are probably the most regulated industries. And, And we saw during the pandemic, that it had to adapt quickly because courts shut down, everything shut down, the whole legal system shut down. And then, do you know, we did not have even virtual motorizations. We couldn't do virtual signings. None of that was legally proper or valid. Well, the funny part is they passed all these temporary executive orders to make it valid. So we were actually doing virtual motorizations, but they expired and they never turned them into law. I mean, this is what we're dealing with with the archaic struggle. But that being said, and I go back to Guy's story, Guy always tells a story about Uber, right? Uber 
the, the, the unions and the taxi companies fought it tooth and nail in other major cities. But who will prevail? Because the people demand it. And we're seeing that now with Guider. The people are demanding. They want access to do their stuff and their time frame 24-7, 365. And like our friend Scott said, they'll want to talk to you when they're ready to talk to you. They want everything else done there. Guy, I'll give you kind of a closing thoughts. I, I can't add to what you just said, Dave, because it was absolutely spot on. But what I would say, I'm just going to pick up on something Bill said a second ago. And, you know, you, you said that these guys are going to be left behind. Well, that is absolutely the case. The thing that kind of frustrates me is it's not just about being left behind. It's about missing the opportunity. What is the opportunity cost of being aware of what's happening out there from a tech point of view? And being part of it, you don't have to be the very, very earliest adopter of stuff, right? You know, there's plenty of people out there who want to be that. And if, if you're not comfortable that, with that, that's fine. But be in the top 15%, you know, because it, it opens up new markets. You know, if we take our example, Dave, where we've digitized some of the estate planning services now on, on our platform guider and what that's done is it's opened up the potential for for a will for uh, a young person and in the past that young person probably wouldn't have had a will you know they probably wouldn't have had a will so they had maybe got married and had some children and got a bit of wealth behind them but actually now you know with the advent of these online services and with how easy that's made it so it's democratized that service it's also demonetized the service, so it makes it more affordable because it's so efficient, talking about efficiencies. So all of a sudden, this new market's opened up, and that's an opportunity for, for lawyers. It's an opportunity to grab that market share and, and make the most of it. And you're not losing out there. What you're doing, actually, is you're beginning to nurture a new set of clients for the sort of more complex legal matters that maybe a computer at this point in time can't do. Mm -hmm. So not only are you... You, you, you're getting business that you wouldn't have had because that business wasn't there in the first place. You're actually nurturing clients because the fact that, you know, we're dealing with local lawyers. And if there is more complex stuff, it's not too big an inconvenience for that person then to go to the office and have a chat face-to-face -face with the lawyer. I think that's the key thing. Here's the key differential. I think, Bill, you'll see this in, in your industry too. One of the things we always said, Guy, when you and I set out to build Guider, and again, it's not about guider, it's about what technology can do, is level the playing field. The self-help websites have been there for years doing lots of legal documents, and they're not really. To be able to create this platform where now lawyers can compete with those platforms, but be able to do it legal services, Bill's doing one in the financial services area. This is really what it's all about, giving people choice and giving them that immediacy. So. Bill, I'll just give you the final thoughts as we wrap up. For those of you listening, understand the technology. I, I can't say that enough. It's, it's here. It's present. You have capabilities like your platform that could really ramp up your business, make your, your business better, open up a whole nother clientele. And you know, for those of you who are looking for the financial assistance, I mean, I have the Retires You Desire podcast and the wait list is going to be opened up soon for Diane Money. So that the website's dianemoney.com. Make sure you sign up for that. And such an honor to be on the show. This was a great conversation today. Great. Well, thanks, Bill, for joining us again. And this is the Legal Community Podcast. For those of you that want to listen to additional episodes, you can always check them out at guider.legal. 
Thank you for listening to the Legal Community Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at guider.legal for more information and please review and share this show. We'll see you next time.